All right, let's go right quick to the Word of God on Sunday. I started what I titled the assignment of faith. Amen. How many of you were truly blessed? I said, how many of you were truly blessed? Yeah. You know, somebody called me from uh, the U.S. I was telling Pastor KG, someone called me from the U.S. and said, I got a call from South Africa and said, you know, I actually thought that this Apostle Felix uh, had booty, amen, that he had, he had collected magic somewhere to do ministry. He said, but after I listened to Sunday service, that guy is genuine. Amen. Because people think that we are, we are faking this thing. No, we are doing this thing. Bye. Come on, talk to me. Bye. Let them hear you in America. How? Mm, hallelujah. They, they think that we are joking here. This is not easy. You know, I, I don't even know how a pastor can go and collect something from the devil to preach the gospel. That is one thing I will never. That is, as long as I live, I can't understand it. I can't, I, I can't comprehend it. I can't apprehend it. I don't know how, which other English. I wish some of you encyclopedias can give me words. That a pastor will go and collect something from Satan to preach the gospel. It doesn't make sense. Because the gospel, at the last time I heard, Paul was saying that, this gospel is the gospel of what? Power. Somebody shout power. He says, hearing is our righteousness revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live how? By faith. Like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is what? The power of God unto salvation. To them that believe. Church, this thing is not... I, I don't know. I don't know. If you are a pastor watching me and you collected something, return it from where you collected it from. It does not work. Oh, let me say that any pastor watching me who has collected something from somewhere that you are using to add to the gospel, return, burn it, destroy it, and repent Come, I will pray for you. Whatever should backfire, will never backfire again. It's, it's stupidity that you go and collect something from. I saw one Sangoma bragging that during uh, lockdown, he bought a Lamborghini Euros. Because how many of you saw that on social media? That pastors were coming to collect power so that their churches will not close down during COVID. And it was through pastor's money. Maybe he's talking, you know people talk nonsense also. I don't know why SARS don't go after people like that. They look for innocent people like us, amen? They should go after somebody like that who is bragging that he collected money from pastors to do muti for them. Amen, somebody. The assignment of faith. Where were we? The last time... We started, number one, that faith brings you into a group, a status, and a class that you don't belong to. Somebody say amen to that. How many of you believe that your faith will take you to another class, another status, another level? Say amen to that. And then number two, we said faith forces God to perform in your life. Faith does what? It forces God to perform in your life. The Bible said Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a what? Performance of those things which was said unto her of the Lord. Say amen to that. And then I think uh, number three, we said faith activates the prophetic anointing over your life. Amen. And I think that's where we stopped on Sunday, where we said that Jesus went to his hometown in Mark chapter 6 and the Bible said there he could not do no mighty works except that he saved or healed a few folks and he marveled at their unbelief. Why? Because they got too familiar. They were listening to him, watching him preach the gospel and saw demonstrations until they looked closer and said, is this not the son of the carpenter? 
Is this not the son of Mary? Are his brothers and sisters not with us? And we ended up in saying that you should never in any way get familiar with the anointing. Where is your amen? Look at your neighbor say, don't get familiar. Familiarity, it will shock you the blessing of God. I'm telling you, God can send a word to you through a man of God that you are so familiar with and you disregard it. So don't let familiarity. There is a reason why uh, if you go to even some, some countries, men of God are respected. Men like Billy Graham, before that man died, I mean, Billy Graham was celebrated by the United States. When he died, America gave him a, a state funeral. Say amen, somebody. Why? Because he was a man of God. It was his faith. They respected him because they never wanted to get familiar with such a man. They saw this man preach the gospel, change nations. Are we together, church? So we're going to continue today from there, and we are on number four. Somebody shout number four. All right, number four. Faith helps or makes you see the invisible. Faith helps or makes you see the invisible. That means that faith awakens the consciousness of the invisible to you. Say amen to that. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 27. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 27. Father, bless the teaching and the ministration of your word. In Jesus' name. The Bible says, by faith, Moses, the Bible is talking about Moses here, he forsook Egypt. For not, for not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is what? Invisible. He endured as seeing the one that is invisible. That there is something about faith that awakens your consciousness of the invisible. Many of you today believe in the realm of the spirit because of your faith. Unbelievers don't believe it. There are some unbelievers. When, sometimes when they come to me and they say, this is happening, this is happening, and you tell them that this is witchcraft, they like witchcraft, there is not. What is witchcraft? They don't believe. They don't believe that there is demons. Amen, somebody. I mean, they brought a lady to me. She said, when, once I enter my room, there is a mermaid that just stands by the corner, and her eyes are open and seeing the mermaid. This girl couldn't sleep for months. They were giving her pills, depression pills. Psychologists say she's uh, mentally deranged. She's psychologically, you know, they use words because they can't believe the invisible. And here was this girl saying that once I enter my room, there is a mermaid that just by the corner doesn't say anything. I can see her. I can't sleep. And my, my parents think I'm crazy. But she came. And then I told where that mermaid, where she belonged. And sent that mermaid back to hell. And then she said for the first time in her life, she slept all through the night. Because there was no mermaid to see. Say amen to that. Every stranger that visits you must vanish tonight. Ah, your amen. I said they must vanish tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you must, it awakens your consciousness of the invisible. So many people have not been able to see the invisible. Why? Because they, they believe that everything ends up in this natural world. And you know, church, life is not about this natural world. I've told you many times in this church that the spiritual world controls what? Come on now, talk to me. The, spirit, the spiritual world controls what? The natural world, the physical world. It controls here. Everything you see happening here has already been programmed where? In the realm of the spirit. That's why it's many times you will dream that somebody died. What happens? After some time, what happens? They die. Why? When you were dreaming, you were connected to where? To the spirit realm. So it awakens your consciousness to the realm of the spirit. The Bible said that the natural man, I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, it starts like it says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more an eternal and exceeding weight of glory. 
For we look not. Somebody say, for we look not. At the things which are what? For the things which are seen are what? Temporal. We look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. That means every believer here, you don't look at physical things to judge matter. Uh-uh. Okay, let me talk to this side. You don't look at physical things to judge a matter. We, the, Paul made a statement. He said, no, we know men. After what? The flesh. You don't know me after the flesh. Beloved, all you see is a physical man standing here that looks exactly like you. But bring me demons and let them present you demons. You will know me and you are different in the realm of the spirit. Are you here? <laughs> let us confront an issue. Then you will know the difference. There is a, a physically, honestly, if me and you stand physically, we look the same. But in the realm of the spirit, I am. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Felix, I know. Yeah. You will be added to that list tonight. In the name of Jesus. Say amen, somebody. Are you here? So, so if we don't judge things after the flesh. You don't. You can look at somebody so tiny. I mean, I've met some preachers. Tiny. I remember one day, we were in a conference in Pretoria. And... Um, and uh, before they called the preacher, they, they called, uh, this, is it, is it Matima? That lady that sings, Matima. Then, you know now, she has had children, she has added weight. Then she was single. That girl looked like this microphone. When that girl opened, that woman opened her mouth, I said, what? The fire that was flowing from her mouth, I said, no. Dynamite truly are packaged in small packages. I tell you something. You don't judge a book by the cover. Have you heard that statement before? You don't judge a book how? By the cover. Never judge things only in the physical. They, they will deceive you. I'm telling you, you must be a man of the spirit. Uh -uh, are you here? For God is a what? And they that must worship him must worship him how? No, in the physical. No, they must worship him in the spirit. Say amen to that. So you must be a man that is awakened, whose consciousness is awakened to the realm of the spirit. Now let's look at the situation in the Bible. Daniel chapter 3. Oh, your faith will be lifted tonight. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 24. Let's read 24 and 25 and then we'll go to verse 28. Glory to God. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in a haste and spake and said unto his counselors did we not cast how many men three men bound into the midst of the fire they answered and said unto the king what through O king next verse and he answered and said lo i see how many how many men do i see four men loosed walking in the midst of the fire and they had no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like unto the Son of God. Give me verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent what? His angels and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word. Every negative word over your life will be changed tonight. He said that has changed the king God and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, he said, blessed be the God of these people. Let, let, the background story is that, you know, Nebuchadnezzar built a statue and wanted everybody to worship this image that he had built of himself. And this boy said, we will not. We have our own God. We will not serve your God. We will not serve any strange God. Say amen to that. And then the Bible says that they said to them, when the, the ministers, the governors, and all the leadership came to meet the king, they said to him, there is three set of boys that refused to worship and bow down to your image. He said, it's okay. Let me watch them. When the time that they blew the hornet, the, the timbre, whatever they were blowing, these boys refused to bow down. And king said, eh, I'm giving you the last chance. They say, oh king, 
In fact, the way they answered the king, I love it. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Oh, king, we are not careful to answer you. I am. That's how you must answer Satan. I am not careful to answer you. When it comes to this matter, I am not changing my mind. When it comes to coming to church, I am not changing my mind. When it comes to serving Jesus, I am not changing my mind. When it comes to paying tight, you will not tell me to stop. I will not stop because I listen to one idiot on social media tell you that there is nothing like tithing. When it comes to the things of God, my mind is made. I will not change my mind. The king said, hey, boys, they started heating the fire. They saw it heated. And they now heated the fire in front of them. How many times? Come on, are you here? How many times? Seven times. And they went, these boys were watching. Now, remember, church, you see, when you are telling this story, it's as if that the boys entered the fire seeing Jesus. They never saw no Jesus, though. Let me tell you, even when they were in the fire, they were seeing only three of them. Are you here, somebody? It's not as if they, you know, because the way we preach it, it's as if we're preaching this thing that they saw Jesus and they say, we know he will save us. They say, listen, O king, we are not careful to answer you. Our God whom we serve, will save us and deliver us from your hand. But if not, we are still going in. I, uh, I wish I'm talking to somebody. If not, oh, if not, I'm still going in. That I got my miracle does not mean that I... Uh -uh. Whether I get it or I don't get it, I'm a child of God. Whether I get my miracle I married this year, I'm a child of God. That will not discourage me from dropping my faith and saying there is no more God. Somebody say, I will not look back. I'm telling you. The songwriter says, I won't go back, won't go back. To the way it used to be For your presence Change me I will not look back No The Bible says we, say we are not of them that look back unto perdition That means that every time you look back you, are, you know what is perdition Who knows what is perdition Just if you know what is perdition Hebrews 10 39 Who, can, who knows what that perdition means We Perdition means hell. So anytime you start looking back, you draw back to hell. That's what perdition means. He said by in, in verse uh, Hebrews 10:36, he said, he said, he said to them, Cast not away your confidence, which have a great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. After you have done the will of God, you shall inherit what? The promise or obtain the promise. He said, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man look back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. And the Bible says, we are not unto them that draw back unto perdition. We don't draw back. Somebody says, I don't draw back. That means that as you are going in this, in this walk of faith, we only go, come on, talk to me. We only go where? We don't look back. Somebody say, we don't look back. Paul said, one thing I do, I forget those things that are what? Uh-uh. And I press, I keep looking forward. Look at your neighbor, say, go forward. No, if you are suffering, go forward. You are broke, go forward. Whatever, wherever situation that seems unpleasant in your life, never think back. Think forward. Say amen, somebody. Go forward. I don't care what your situation is. The worst thing any Christian can do is to look back. Never look back. We are of them that keep moving. I am hungry, I keep moving. I don't have food in the fridge, I keep moving. The one thing I know, as long as I keep moving, somewhere along the line, Jesus will meet me on the way. Oh, I wish I had believers in the house. Somewhere along the line, he will meet me on the way. As long as you don't look back. This is the problem of Christianity today. Many people keep drawing back to perdition. And every time you draw back, you start from square one. You have crossed so many hurdles to get here. Looking back is the worst thing you can ever do to yourself. Never. Never look back. Keep going. Somewhere along the line, Jesus will show up. These boys entered fire. Not seeing Jesus, but they believe in the invisible. Am I talking to somebody? They were conscious that there is a God that is invisible that will show up with himself, by himself. 
Nebuchadnezzar looked in there. He said, but God, hey, 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 Oza, Oza, Oza. Did we not cast three men into the fire? They said, King, so true. He said, but guys, except am I bring my glasses. He bring, they bring glasses. He counted one, two, three, four. He said, but I see four men loosed walking in the fire. And the fourth one so the guy even got more revelation than the people that he threw in the fire. Church, do you know that when the devil sees you, they see God. They see the glory of God. They see the presence of God. They see the presence of angels. While you are afraid, they are seeing what you are not seeing. You are scared, but yet they are seeing the angels. They're looking at you and saying, this guy is so powerful. Meanwhile, robbers are facing you with calm. Right in front of you is Jesus. And then all of a sudden, while they are pointing you with gun, they walk away. And you may wonder, why did these guys walk away? What happened? You don't know what they saw. Oh, that time the devil tries you, they will see Jesus. They will see the Son of God. Somebody shout amen, somebody. <laughs> Believe in the invisible. Faith, it is faith that awakens your consciousness to the invisible. I am very shocked. That no, no human being can kill me. Now I'm very sure. You must be sure yourself. Oh. The days we are living in, SAPS is not working. Oh, okay. You, let me leave you alone. Call 10 triple one that there is armed robbery. They will come one hour later. We caught an armed robber here. You know, I became the SAPS. Glory. Oh, that guy. I was wearing a Valentino t-shirt. He said, Mr. Valentine, please have mercy. Who was there? Oh, Pastor Benji was there. Oh, boy. Ooh. You know, I wanted to do 10 press-up first. You know, just, just bend down and do press-up. So that I can deal with the guy. The first point I gave him, he saw Jesus, saw Satan, and saw hell. Because if I know if I wait for police, by the time they take him somewhere, he say, hey, wait, let's talk. It's over. So I first, I first dealt with him first. So in case the police don't do anything, I'm okay. I'm satisfied. He said, we never come here again. Ah, pastor, pastor, pastor Valentino. <laughs> he changed my name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are we together? That guy was lucky that I didn't find what I was looking for. Because they've tormented us for a long time. And I wanted to let him know this is a no-go area, both physically and spiritually. You know there are some people you have to show physically. Oh yeah. Physically. Hmm. Valentino, don't kill me. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is somebody here today? Daniel chapter 6 and verse 16. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 16. My God. Let's read verse 16. See what? The Bible said, Then the king commanded that they, brought, that they brought Daniel and cast him where? Come on now. They cast him where? Into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Next verse. Oh, Jesus. And the stone was brought uh, and laid upon the mount of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of the lords that the, 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 that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Verse 18 Ayabaha. And the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. He couldn't say, listen anybody that tortures you, anybody that punishes you, they will not be able to digest food. Anyone walking against you in your office from tonight, they will sleep without food. They will lose their appetite in the name of Jesus Christ. He said the king could not eat. He went to bed fasting. Neither were instrument of music brought before him. And his sleep went from him. My God. And the king arose early in the morning and went in the east unto the den of lions. Alabadiah. Next verse. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. The king spake and said to Daniel, Daniel, the servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest 
able to deliver thee from the mouth of the lions? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Next verse. Come on, quickly. Next verse. Then Daniel said to the king, Live forever. Ah, my God. Somebody shout, my God. Say it like he's your God. Say, my God. Uh, 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 have some confidence in your God. Say, my God. Like Paul said, my God shall supply. My God has sent his angel. And has shut the mouth of the lion. So, so we, we not, these lions are not vegetarians. And I was asking my wife, they are saying, we are having this thing. Some of my daughters, I know some of them are vegan. Oh, I don't know how a black man can be vegan. Ay, Jesus. Because some of us, Yama is a problem. Is it Nyama? What do you call it? Nyama Kabasha. Aya. I got to the doctor. He said, reduce red meat. I said, hmm. No. I said, doctor, can you see my skin color? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not the other color. Uh, we love our Yama. Say amen. Uh, the, the, the lions were. How many of you have seen vegetarian lions? Vegan lions? <laughs> Come on now, talk to me. Who has seen a lion that's vegan? Mm, okay. A lion that just eats spinach. <laughs> the lions were. They were. They were. They were you see, they were there. Lion came. Daniel came in. And as soon as Daniel came in, the Lord shot the appetite of the lions. He shot their appetite. So, now, in the morning, when the king now saw that Daniel was still alive, he said, okay, let's test whether these lions are vegetarians. Bring everybody that accused Daniel. Oh, you think I'm joking. Go to next verse. Go, go, go. We are finished here. Go next verse now. Then the king was exceedingly, and the king commanded that they brought, I mean, those men that had accused who? And cast them where? Them and who else? And what else? And the lions did what? And broke how many of their bones? In how? And, and ever, and they came, or ever they came at the bottom of the pit. So the Bible says that while they were still descending, the lions jumped high and caught them. Their bones began to crack in the air. Because Daniel was conscious of the invisible. I have an angel. I said, I have an angel. Somebody say, I have an angel. Your angels go with you everywhere. Your angels are there to protect you. That fire will not consume you. I said, that river will not overflow you. That fire will not kindle against you. There is an angel that goes with you everywhere. Be conscious of them. I am so conscious of the realm of this. You know when I pray, I, I make sure that I'm conscious and tuned into the realm of the spirit. There are sometimes I'm praying at night and I begin to, in the realm of the spirit, I start hearing noises around. I know that some demons just came around. And I will say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you now. Get out of here. And they will fade away. You just be sensitive to the realm of the spirit. Know when the presence of God is there. No. You should be sensitive to the spirit. Church, I beg you. I'm telling you. So that you stop being scared. You can't live like the world. Be sensitive to Your faith helps you be, become conscious to the realm of the spirit. Somebody say amen to that. Are you receiving the word of God? It makes you conscious of what? The realm of the spirit. My God. <laughs> I remember there's a story that a man of God told. You know, his name is Evangelist Omar Opai. Oh, Jesus. You know, Nigeria, God has raised dangerous men. You know Malpai, Pastor Vito. You know him. Brutal. That, I was in one of the meetings where that man, he was preaching, I was sitting down. As he was preaching, all of a sudden, he said, there is a man here, you came to try power. He said, you have a stick. Anytime you point that stick to somebody, his blood dries up and he dies. He said, you have pointed it at me six times. He said, but at the seventh time, the power of God will hit you. Hey! We were all watching. All of a sudden, an elderly man. <laughs> this guy started breakdancing. 
He broke dance to the front. He said, oh, so you are the one. He said, listen, either you repent or you die here. The man said, please, anything you say. I say, Kai, men, you no. Know, they are men and they are what? Men. Men are in sizes, oh. Kai, no. One day, Amrobas went into his house. They've been trying to kill this man. So what they did when they were coming, they brought assi, raw assi. What did I say? Raw assi. You know assi that you touch your skin, it, it burns, eats up your skin and your bone. So they, put, they told him that he needs to, they, he, they should force his mouth open. So they poured the assi. He said, you don't have to worry. Men like us, assi don't kill us. Beloved, they poured this thing in a metal cup. He said to him, give me the cup. He took the cup, drank it in front of them. The guys dropped their AK-47 and ran for their dear life. A human being. No, they are men. If you go to Nigeria, you see brutal men. men. Not, not me. This thing we are doing here, we are playing. Dangerous men. He, hey, son. This man said, pour the acid and give me. You don't have to open my mouth by force. Give it to me. He drank it like coffee. Cold coffee. The other day I went to, my wife and I, I went to buy my wife clothes. And, and I was at, uh, what is, what's that shop? Where they make coffee. American shop. Starbucks. I said, give me cold coffee. I drank it. I said, blood of Jesus. Why did I buy cold coffee? My God. It tasted like rubbish. Amen. <laughs> Acid was like coffee. He drank it, finished it, dropped the cup. They were waiting. Everybody, they, they just took down their AK-47 and dashed out. What are you saying? Church, be conscious of what? The invisible. Be conscious of the invisible. Some of you, you are, everything is physical. You, you, you wake up in the morning, you lose your job, you are crying. I'm finished. <laughs> you don't know that in the realm of the spirit, God has prepared a promotion. I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> You know, see, church, when anything happens to you, the first thing you need to know is what is the purpose? Because the thing is, how many things work together for your good, really? From Bible perspective, how many things? Somebody shout all things. Say it like you are serious. Say all things. I'm telling you, the lion couldn't eat Daniel. I declare from tonight you are uneatable. I say you are unmolestable. You are uneatable by liars in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, don't, don't be afraid. When they plot against you, just keep quiet. Let your God fight your battle. Ah, you are not saying amen. Let your God fight your battle. My God, tell him. Number five, let me go quick so that I can maybe do one more and then we'll go. On Sunday, I will finish the rest. My goodness. Oh, Sunday. Oh, Sunday, Pastor. Kisley and Pastor Midred will be preaching. Amen. They are already here. Amen. Amen. All right. Faith makes you accomplish what others cannot accomplish. Faith helps you or makes you accomplish what others cannot accomplish. Faith is what makes you cross rivers that drown others. <laughs> Give me Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 29. You know, I've been reading Hebrews 11. Hey, it has become my, ah, when I want to, when I want to slap Satan, I just go to Hebrews 11. Then you give Satan, ah! Satan will say, hey, what happened? You just give him another one, Hebrews 11, 6. Ah! Hey, he will recall all the demons that he sent to your house and say, hey, come back, come back. Apostle Felix just gave me two dirty slaps. One is Hebrews 11, 1. One is Hebrews 11, 6. Hallelujah, somebody. Say amen like you are serious. Hebrews eleven twenty nine. Come on, everybody read with me. By faith, they pass through what? The Red Sea. As by what? A dry land. Now, read the last one with meaning. Which one to go? Which the Egyptians are saying to do were what? They ate. You, you know, church, it is dangerous to do something that you are seeing a man of faith do. How did they cross the Red Sea? 
come on now. Are you here? They cross the Red Sea how? On a what? On a dry ground. So now the Egyptians saw them doing the same thing. And say, ah, ah, if what Apostle Phyllis can do, I can also. And they headed for the Red Sea. Which they are saying to do. What happened? What happened to them? They drowned. What you are able to cross, anybody can cross it. Oh, you are not saying amen, church. Ah. But you know, when, when I started church, when people started seeing our church blossoming, some people went to start church. They went to register church and thought, if I, is he not that guy that wears t-shirt and jeans? Look at him. He looks so, you know, like my wife say, when, when I came to chase her and, and, you know, come after her, he said I was looking, what? I was, I was swag, I was swagalicious. Eh? <laughs> you don't know that inside the swagalicious is a demon, demon casting power. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> and they try, people want to do what you have, you have, you've done by faith. They can't. They cannot. Are, you, are we here together, church? No, they cannot. As others are experiencing drowning, you are experiencing dry land. Uh-uh, your amen, your amen. I say, while others are experiencing water, drowning in water, you are walking on dry land. Say amen like you believe, church. I say, say amen like you believe. What was the difference between the Egyptians and the Israelis? Come on, shout it out. Was it education? No, it's certificate. No, it's degree. No, it's color. You are white and black. Is that, what, is that the difference? No, no, I'm a foreigner in South Africa. What was the difference? No, I have South African passport. You have Zimbabwe passport. Is that the answer? You see, I want to let you know that all the excuses, you know I said something in the beginning of one of the messages. I said, listen, one of the things I had to learn quickly on how to acquire is faith. I read the scripture years ago. He said, whatsoever is born of God overcometh what? This world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. And what is it? Even our faith. Now, so what it means is that faith can overcome anything in this world. In, there is no challenge in this world that faith cannot overcome. No, there is no number one. I will tell you from scripture that it was overcome by faith. He said concerning the Egyptians, they tried to do what the Israelis do, are saying to cross the Red Sea on dry ground, and they were what? They were drowned. Because faith gives you the edge to do what others cannot do. When you see men of faith do something, you just think, oh, it's, it's, it's very easy. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. You know, I've told you this story many times. A, a woman, one day I was standing here. I remember those years with a, a former pastor Jude that used to be here. And I was standing outside with him. And a woman drove into this yard with beige color Prado, parked. I say, who is the owner of this place? I say, it's, well, he's a church and I'm the pastor. The first question she said, asked, do you see those babies that run around in diapers? About 30 of them. I said, babies? I said, I've never seen one. He said, oh no, we were tormented in this place. This ground was a, a place where so the guy, the person that owned it before was in occultism. And he had done so many transactions in this ground. Nobody could come in here. This land was empty for years. Those of you who live in the area, you will know what I'm talking about. Nobody could come in here. They were spirits. She took me to the back of the church. She said, this is where the man buried three people, according to the story she heard. I said to her, I said, listen. As soon as we moved in, we moved in with the Holy Ghost. And every other ghost had to pack out. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. He said the Egyptians are saying to do what they did. They tried. People can't, it's not everything. See, 
Anything you see a man of faith do, just try and get his faith. Don't just do it because it's somebody else is doing it. Because if you attempt it, it might be your end. Are we together, church? You will accomplish what people say you can accomplish. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A man of faith. Others are saying it's not possible. You are saying in this thing. Ah, no. As far as this thing is concerned, it's already possible. Say amen to that. It's already what? Possible. I'm telling you. So every river can be crossed. Uh, what river is facing you right now? You can cross it by faith. I say, what river is facing you? I don't know what represents a river in your life. Like I heard my daughter praying, is it barrenness? Are you trusting God for a husband? You will cross that river. And on the other side of that river is your wedding day. I wish an amen can come out from somebody. On the other side of that river is your success. There is no river you can't cross by faith. Just get in. Exodus, I mean, read, give me Exodus chapter 14. Let me see, let me, Exodus 14, give me verse 4. Exodus 14 verse 4. Quickly. God said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after you. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. Somebody say amen to that. Give me verse 7. Verse 7. Quickly. He said, then he took 600, Pharaoh took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. Keep going. Go to, in fact, go to verse 21. Go to verse 21. Verse 21. Quickly. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. <laughs> And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. Say amen to that. Next verse. Give me next verse. He said, and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea. On what? How did they go into the midst of the sea? On dry ground. And the waters were a wall. Hey. The waters were a wall unto them. That means, listen, do you know how deep the sea is? The Bible said when they went into the sea, first and foremost, I don't believe that the ground stayed where it is. The ground lifted up. That was the first miracle. Because if you had to go, listen, I've been to Cape Town, man. How many of you have been to Deben or Cape Town facing the sea? That thing you see there, if some of them are as deep as you can fit almost a 17-story building down. 20-story building down. That's how deep they are. I don't believe that God just parted the Red Sea and they crossed. No. He lifted up the ground. And then now the waters opened up and became a wall. So, oh Jesus. As they were crossing, right on their side is water. But it's a wall. You touch it, you touch brick wall. When Pharaoh saw that, Pharaoh said, ah, ah. What the Jews can do, Egyptians can. Who told you that? Hmm. Try me now. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, try me. Hmm. Church of God, I want you to know that your faith can help you accomplish what others cannot. Never be afraid. This year, as you are building faith, try things others have never done. Stop doing normal things. Many of us are stuck on normal life. Stop. Start doing abnormal things. Start thinking big. What can I do? What is it that will blow people's mind? What can I do? They say I want to do something. I, something in me wants to do something. That is when you hear it, you will, you, you will know that there is a God in heaven. I'm telling you. That's what I want to do this year. I'm not ready to do normal things this year. Oh, no. Abnormal things. They think we have done anything. Uh-uh, now, wait. By the time I wake up one morning, I say, we are starting a 50,000-seater auditorium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people will not sleep for one year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, let me, it's to 10, to, to 8. Let me, should I do one more? 
Can you handle one more in five minutes? Uh -uh, are you here? I say, can you handle one more in five minutes? Oh, let me do one more. Faith is the trigger for the supernatural. Faith is what? The trigger for the miraculous, the supernatural. Your faith is the trigger for supernatural life. Church, listen. You know, I think it was Galatians 2.20, Paul made a statement. He says, nevertheless, I live, but yet not I. The life that I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself up for me. I think it's Galatians 2.20. Let me see. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet who? Not I, but Christ liveth where? In me. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. The, the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of who? So the life I live, I live by faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Church, your faith is your life. Listen, let me tell you. The, the, you see, when I look at your life, I look at the level of your faith. When I see your life, I just, I can read your dimension, where you are in your faith level. Are we together, church? When I look at your life, don't, faith, your life is a life, your faith is your life, your life is your faith. Say amen, somebody. John 11 verse 40. Jesus said unto them, Jesus said unto, I think it was to Martha, he says, said I not unto thee, that if thou shouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. He said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. You will see manifestation of the supernatural. Only believe. What do you do? Believe. If you believe, you will see the miraculous. If you he said, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. But church, for you, if you believe, you will see the miraculous. You will see signs and wonders. Miraculous in your finances, miraculous in your life, in your ministry, in every area of your life. When you see somebody doing exploits, it is they, they are men of faith, they are women of faith. Say amen to that. Are we together, church? If you believe, you will see the miraculous. The glory of God is seen when miracles happen, not just when we preach. That's why when you see them read testimonies here every Sunday, it is a sign that God is doing something in people's lives. Whenever they read testimonies, what do you do? You give clap offering and you shout, you thank God. Although the miraculous actually brings God glory. That's why you must experience the miraculous this year. Uh -uh, you didn't say amen. In your marriage, in your finance, in your children, in your life, everything must be the miraculous. Everything. Nobody can explain your children. Nobody can explain the things happening in your life. They may attribute it to Muti because you know so many people believe that Muti is more powerful than God. Particularly those of you who grew up in the house of witches. You are here but you believe the witches are more powerful than the Holy Ghost. And it's taking us a lot of time to reconfigure your mind. That these people are powerless. If they are so powerful, bring them to me. Just bring a witch to my office. If from the door, manifestation will start. Say amen, somebody. From the door, not from, from the door. If they are so powerful. Why haven't a witch come here, walk in here, and say, I challenge you today by the power of Satan. Let it go. Uh -uh. I just, that's it. You just, somebody, one wind will come from somewhere, blow her. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Are you here, church? You, I, mean, I mean, people have, you know how many times I, people walk into my, by the door, pa, on the floor. You start yanking them up. From the door. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Somebody say amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. Oh, man. Lord Shedding, you won't catch me in Jesus' name. My God. A certain woman which had issue of blood for how many years? 12 years. Keep going. Had suffered many things of many physicians. And had spent how many? All that she had. And was nothing better. But rather grew what? Worse. When she had heard of Jesus. Just like I'm preaching Jesus tonight. Came in and 
pressed. I, she pressed. I don't have many pressers in church. That's where the problem is. She pressed behind and touched his garment. Next verse. For she said, if I may be touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Next verse. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Next verse. And Jesus, immediately, knowing in himself, the power, somebody pressed and power left. Look at your neighbor, say press. I hate people that give up. Too many church people give. This is a woman that has been pleading for how many years? Do you know? Listen, once you hemorrhage, you lose power. You lose strength. This woman had, was weak. Had no strength. Tired. No strength. Almost fainting. Dizzy. And yet, if I'm a better touch. If I'm a better touch. And then all of a sudden, she got to Jesus. And just touched. And power. Jesus stood up. He said, hey, who touched me? You know what Peter answered? Many people are thronging you. Oh. So look at your neighbor. Say, press. Please press. Tell somebody else, please press. Don't give up. I hate people that give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Press. I don't like it when You know, church, if, I, if you have something I need, I will bother you until you give up. Me? Ah, no. Let me not need anything from you. I will sleep by your gate. I'm telling you, never give up. You just keep pressing. I want this thing, I want it by force. Oh, I meet some people. Oh, I tried to see you. I couldn't see you. The other day, one young girl came to the office after service. They, they didn't want, I had already told the protocol. I said, please tell everybody that I'm tired, I need to go home. You know what this girl did? She waited by my door, the door of my car. Came, walked to me, he said, Daddy, I'm studying vets, in vets university, I'm studying mechanical engineering. When she said that, I said, oh, this is my fellow colleague. Glory to God, because I have a degree in mechanical engineering. He said, Daddy, I'm stranded. I can't go into school, I can't register, I can't do this. My mother is a helper, so she doesn't have money. I said, how much is it? She told me so and so thousands. I said, send me the account of the school. I wired it the next morning. Somebody shall press. Imagine if she went home. Her school fees will not be paid. I don't know her from a bar of soup. That child approached me just as I was about to enter my car. Some people are serious with their business. Not this thing. Oh, I went to a lady. She said, Daddy said you should. Don't, don't. Daddy said you should see me next two years. If you are serious, you will press. That girl pressed. I'm not saying bother me, though. Let me just warn you up front. Yeah, that was a once off. Yeah. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't bother, Apostle. That's why I'm teaching you what I'm teaching you now. So you can press yourself. Amen, somebody. No, don't bother me. Some people give up too quick. This woman said, if I may be touched, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Somebody that was weak and dizzy got a miracle. Others who, were, who had strength, who did not bleed, they were thronging Jesus and never got it. Rise up on your feet. I hope you receive something tonight.